Paradise Audio. Good morning. It's time for Citizen's Rest. I like it. Elvin Mosier in Studio 4B. Let's go. Just fresh off a race. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, the ITRL racing series came to an end. So, yeah, I got a little extra energy. Did you? How'd you do? How'd you place? Uh, I think we finished. uh, Boom, boom, boom. 14th. Oh. Dang it. We made the playoffs. The uh, Sweet 16 didn't make the Elite 8. Oh. Uh, no races won. Well, you can't year. win them all, okay? Yeah. Well, where's always next year? Well, I know Cole. He always goes to the outside. Well, yeah. <laughs> those tires will hold. You just go for it. Let's yeah. talk about the elephant in the room, how you guys lost guns and hoses. Speaking of losing, <laughs> yeah. 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 you lose <laughs> some firefighters? Great segue there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so for, for those who aren't familiar with the Guns and Hoses Blood Drive, it's a four-day blood drive in which we partner with uh, Vitalant, uh, who's formerly United Blood Services, um, to host kind of a friendly competition between the cops and the firefighters uh, to see who can get uh, more sign-ins for their team than the other team. And uh, so we were at a disadvantage this year. If uh, it, like People accuse us of bringing this every year because it, it does tend to um, go back and forth. But really what it comes down to is that you've got the people who uh, every year donate for police, every year donate for fire, but a lot of people are undecided when they get to the table. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that gets them to sign their name down on, on the respective sheet is whoever didn't win last year. And so we were at a, a, a disadvantage because we had won last year. Wow. And so the fire department gets to say, hey, they won last year. We're trying to get the trophy back. And yeah. apparently that tugs on some heartstrings. So yeah. um, they ended up taking the trophy back after four days. We kept it a pretty slim margin, though, throughout the uh, entirety of the week. I think, you know, at one point we ended the day with a, a difference of either five or six uh, sign-ins. So it did stay close. It wasn't a, a landslide or, or anything major like that. But, you know, it's just how you play the game. Well, and the ultimate goal is that you guys got a lot of donations, I'm sure, mm-hmm. which I know from having O positive blood that I get calls a lot mm-hmm. uh, for, that they're in dire need of some mm-hmm. donations for. Well, uh, and, and that's the reason for the timing of the blood drive is that, uh, you know, a lot of people go on summer vacation or take trips or, you know, donating blood isn't at the forefront of somebody's mind during the summer. And so this is a big event where we can say, hey, you know, we, the need still exists. Come participate in this friendly competition and uh, help us restore that uh, blood supply for our area. Yeah. And I know you guys may not have played a part in the drowning at Pactola, but a lot of the local people are very concerned. Do you have any insight on what's going on with that? Um, what I can tell you is that uh, our interagency dive team was called out um, to assist with that. I don't really have a whole lot of the details of how how the search actually transpired out there at the location, uh, but I do know that uh, the individual uh, was located deceased. Very tragic situation, um, but uh, you know that that dive team is just a number of uh, the different uh, different teams that we have where we work cooperatively with the Pennington County Sheriff's Office, the Rapid City Fire Department, Pennington County 911. Um, and so they are a, they're a very valuable resource for a very specialized type of, of work uh, there in the water. And so, 
you know, when you have an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance like, you know, a drowning or somebody who's gone missing at a lake, uh, they can be out there in a, in a pretty quick amount of time, uh, start, you know, getting under the water and seeing what they can do to, to recover a person. Yeah. It's very scary to think that you could be standing on a kayak one moment and drowning the next. Yeah. yeah. Very unfortunate deal. Something the dive team trains for, though, uh, quite frequently. Uh, for those that are not familiar with actually what the dive team is, uh, we've already touched on it a little bit. It's uh, members from the fire department. Uh, we have members from the police department, members from uh, the Pennington County Sheriff's Office on it. And they do many different things. Everything from uh, water rescue dives, uh, where you don your scuba, de- scuba gear and uh, go to various depths to uh, help recover things or, you know, individuals in unfortunate types of circumstances. Everything to uh, swift water rescue uh, when we are dealing with Rapid Creek and we're dealing with some uh, higher velocities of water. And uh, believe it or not, they even get into some uh, ropes work too as far as uh, scaling particular you know, steep inclines of hills and valleyways and whatnot. Uh, they even have a, uh, an ROV, believe it or not, as far as uh, putting that in the water and helping them. What is an ROV? God, what is it? Yeah, what is the correct? Remote? Remote operated vehicle. Yeah, there you nice. go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they'll throw that in the water, help locate whatever they're looking for. They'll work very closely with game fishing parks. They'll use radar, uh, sonar, mm-hmm. which is what I probably should have said. But uh, they train regularly. Uh, it's a great team. I was uh, privileged to be on that team for a few years. Uh, very strenuous, extensive types of work. Uh, physically fit individuals as far as being able to carry out some of those duties. So my hats go off to them. How do you get involved in becoming a part of that? So, you know, it's just like anything else. Once you sign up for the police department and you can show that you can be proficient in your basic duties... Once you're uh, two or three years in, you can start applying for these ancillary assignments. You know, like you said, dive team, special response team, and then you can even go into our firearms cadre. Uh, We just got a lot of different things at the police department our police officers can delve into and specialize in to help, uh, you know, make the job fun for them help them become more proficient in what they do so they can train other officers. So it's not like a volunteer it is a volunteer assignment, um, but again, a lot of the reasons why these officers get into those positions because they think it's a blast and they have, they enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed scuba diving, so uh, why not uh, get into a position where you go scuba diving for the day and train <laughs> and learn and become better at it, and then when something does happen, be able to use that skill for something else. So could somebody like me, I'm a master scuba diver. Oh, yeah. Could I be a part of that well, team? Well, you wouldn't be able to be part of the dive team, um, but uh, I'm not sure how that would work because there's also like Pennington County Search and Rescue. Uh, I believe they might have some divers on their side, but actually not part of the water rescue team. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Does anybody know? I know a lot of uh, not a lot of information has been released, obviously because uh, of privacy and stuff like that. Do we know how? I mean, he was on a paddleboard, is what a we're kayak. guessing, or a kayak of some Stand kind. Stand up kayak. Mm-hmm. And and then he fell. 
was it a did he hit do we know if he like hit his head or yeah i i don't knows, I, huh? I don't have any information about the specific circumstances oh, of, of how this whole incident unfolded uh, yeah. but you know i'm sure uh as we get it more into the week there'll be more and when the timing is appropriate we'll get more information yeah. about it sad deal for the family um yeah. and unfortunately how often this is actually happening uh, not too long ago there was another very similar incident uh up near Belfouche to where mm-hmm. our water rescue team responded up there to help out that jurisdiction with something very similar. So if you're going to be enjoying the, the lakes, the creeks, or whatever has water around it, it's always a spectacular idea to throw on a life vest. Yeah, definitely. Might seem silly at first. I know I've rode in boats or been around people, and it's like, oh, we're just going across the lake, it's okay. But you're like, well... It's yeah. kind of like wearing your seatbelt. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm just you running, running down know. to the gas station quick. Shucks, nothing will happen. Yeah, but you don't, you don't want to take any chance. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who wears a helmet when he skis. So, I, I started wearing one when I snowboarded too because I was like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get one melon, you well, get you, one brain. Well, you know, you go out into a boat, and sometimes people will think, ah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen to me. Well, you never know when that's going to happen, and when it does happen to you, you want to be prepared. Yeah. So don those life vests. Wear your ski helmets. Yep. And, uh, yeah, safety first. Seatbelts. Safety first. Mm-hmm. I definitely put safety in my top three to five priorities. Safety third. Mm-hmm. Safety's in the top. <laughs> but uh, uh, kind of on this subject a little bit, if it's okay, um, we've been getting a ton of rain this year. It's been mm-hmm. a very wet year. Do we have any concerns with Rapid Creek, water rising? Do we have any, like, the bike path mm-hmm. uh, issues like that where we- there's – spots that might be closed or? yeah if you, if you look at our social media page right now you'll see that i put up a uh, picture from over the weekend one of our uh, sergeants uh was patrolling the bike path and uh this was i want to say saturday evening when we were getting all that rain and uh, uh the water had actually come up over onto the the bike path itself so oh, we no. did put out some some messaging about avoiding that area you know this is uh this is a place where a certain segment of our our population you know, lives and makes their lives. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're dedicated to patrolling that area and making sure that uh, people are staying safe out there, too. Well, and I can remember when I was a kid, I lived out in, in Rapid Valley, kind of by the Valley Sports Bar, and pre-driver's license, but we were kind of old enough, that 12, 13 years, where we can kind of meander about the town uh, pretty okay. We'd ride our bikes from Rapid Valley all the way over to Canyon Lake and spend the day going back and forth on the bike path Mm -hmm. some of the best times was when the bike path was kind of flooded under the bridges (laughs) and it would be closed though they did a good time back then because this was what when i was 12 or 13 so like five six years ago and so uh, we do like wheelies across the water you know but in reality that stuff is closed and it's not safe it's just like with a car if there's water over the roadway don't go across it. i assume Mm -hmm. it's probably the same for a bike you know Mm -hmm. don't don't go there if there's water across it because you don't know. Well, and, you know, the, the thing that people don't think about when it comes to Rapid Creek is it's a small body of water, but it's got a lot of energy moving through mm-hmm. it. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, you talk about the, the volume of water, the speed of that water. It can easily sweep somebody somebody away very quickly. Right. Or move a rock into the path that you don't know is there, and then right. you wreck, hit your head. Well, and, and there's plenty of debris in there, too, that you can get sucked under. You can get pinned to that debris, and, uh, yeah, it can all happen very quick. Areas of Rapid Creek, you can't, I mean, you can't walk across it. It's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's, it could be a very dangerous thing, especially when it's raining and you have that additional rainfall going. That creek will pick up, and it could sweep you away pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so. so be careful, yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Lots of water talk so far, and we're going to continue. Sprinkle, <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkler parties. Yes. So uh, some of you might remember last year we we did these uh, these pop-up sprinkler parties in some neighborhoods throughout the, the city on these very, very warm days that we're known to have in the summer. And uh, so it... it consisted of us partnering up again with our, our friends at the fire department. They brought the water. We brought the uh, n- nice chili sweet treats uh, and uh, basically just held a little sprinkler party in these neighborhoods. That we invited all the kids out to. Uh, they could they can play in, in the water and enjoy some uh, popsicles and uh, just a, a fun time, good community building within within the city. And so this year, the the Rapid City Parks Department has kind of taken that over and, and gotten a few events scheduled throughout the uh, the the summer. We actually had to postpone our first one because of weather, ah. and so uh, it has been uh, rescheduled for this Friday. Let me get you a date, if in case yeah. you're not listening on uh, a yeah. day like today. Because we want to go. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you guys are totally welcome, too. Um, we are going to be there uh, Friday, uh, June 30th. Uh, it'll be 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock at Robbinsdale Park. Rad. And so they just turn on the sprinklers at the park. Well, no. So they actually bring the fire department out. Oh. So the fire department, you know, gets to uh, provide the water. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good because they they won the blood drive, so mm-hmm. they should. Yes, absolutely. You know, that should be their responsibility. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no. I I think whoever loses should be the one that has to fork out the money for uh, the 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 desserts. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are bringing the snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. Well, that'll be cool. And you guys are doing this uh, how many times throughout the summer, weather permitting? Uh, we've obviously. got three different ones scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out the Rapid City Parks uh, Department Facebook page. They've got a full list of, of all the events that they have planned, where they're going to be, what times they're going to be there. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the 4th of July? Yes. When can we start lighting off fireworks? In Rapid City? Never. Never. They're banned this year, (laughs) didn't you hear? You know, fortunately for me, I live out in the valley, so it is a... War zone? War zone, you know? And we have actually at Homeslice, we have our own war correspondent. Yes. That goes out and checks on the valley, different, you know, I'm up here on Pluto, and it looks like Uranus is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a street name. Yeah. Yeah. I actually drove down uh, one of our... uh, what is it, Highway 44 East? And I've already yeah. seen some of the uh, fireworks stands up and about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, prepare yeah. yourself, Rapid Valley. I, I think I've already heard Sally fireworks going oh, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's like yeah. the couple of warning shots. You know, I think it's like people warning their neighbors, like, hey, it's about to go down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, sp- I've saved all year for this, and I'm blowing every dime I've ever made. My dog's been asking me to go on vacation somewhere so we don't have to listen to it. Well, and, and that's what we got to keep in uh, in mind, too. Like, it, you know, you might feel like you want to enjoy these fireworks. Maybe you have a neighbor who enjoys it, too. Not everybody in your neighborhood enjoys fireworks to the same degree that you do. Um, you know, whether you're talking about pet owners who have, who have pets that, uh, you know, react in a negative way to the, the loud noises. Or, uh, you know, we... We're a very military-friendly community. We have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, retired military professionals, veterans, that may have some PTSD associated with explosions. And so mm-hmm. we got to think about them, too, and just be considerate. You know, uh, if you live in the city, don't do fireworks in the city. Um, go out of town to a location where it is legal 
where it is accepted and uh, do it responsibly out yeah. in those locations. And pick up after yourself. Yeah, please pick up after yourself. I think that's a problem out uh, in our neck of the woods in the valley where they they will come out uh, and, and the churches out there will have to actually black off Black off, block off their parking lots because people will come park, light off their fireworks, and then drive off. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah, I know that in years past, too, like East Middle School, even. Yeah. Right? And that used to be a problem area for people doing just what you're speaking about trash yeah. in the place. Well, I've never thought about that. Yeah, that sounds like a great place to go light <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Just kidding. No. Please don't. And as you enjoy your fireworks responsibly in an area where they're legal, don't be a litter jerk. Yeah, exactly. Are you DUIs? Are, are there a lot of DUIs during the fourth? So we recognize that the Fourth of July, uh, that the Fourth of July is one of those holidays that is a, associated with a, a higher level of alcohol consumption, and so we are extra on the work uh, on the lookout for uh, the signs of impaired driving. And uh, Kelvin can tell you. Uh, just what it's like to be a DUI officer yeah. and what you're on the lookout for. You know, like just like you said, Fourth uh, of July, uh, New Year's is another another popular holiday for those festivities to unfortunately have to occur. But on those particular holidays, we'll put more officers out on the road, um, and they'll focus on you know identifying the impaired driver. And of course, if you get stopped and you're impaired. Uh, there's a place that you're going to have to go to for a while, and it's not going to be too fun for your Fourth of July holiday yeah. or your New Year's Eve holiday. So please uh, plan ahead. We've got plenty of ride-sharing you know, agencies here in town to help you get to where you need to go if you've had a little too much. Um, plan ahead. Yeah, sober drivers, keep everyone safe. Like yeah. safety, is just like we were talking about earlier. Don't ruin your plans, uh, but enjoy it. So Well, and, and you don't want to spend, like if you're drinking on the 2nd, you don't want to spend the third in the PCJ, and it's also going to cut into your fireworks budget. That's right. You know, right. yeah, you spend whatever on a DUI, that's definitely going to hinder it's your fireworks hurt. budget. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, question from the public. I love this one. I remember one time I had the smart idea of running from the Rapid City Police Department. Not only did that officer run and catch up with me, but he yoked me like I was a team of oxen. My question is, what type of PT does the department require for its officers, and how would Brandon Jones fare to your least physically fit officer? I smell a challenge. (laughs) You know, that's a great topic because right now, yeah, right now (laughs) we're actually going through our physical fitness standardized testing. So every year our police officers are required to come in and test and do so many push-ups and so many sit-ups and do a mile and a half run. Uh, there's some other tests that they can participate in if they choose to. Like if, uh, if they don't want to do push-ups because their shoulders are hurting, they can do a, a bench press type of a exercise, you know, max out and see how much you can lift. There's all these different requirements, but we focus on trying to encourage our officers to do what we call the big three, and those are the, like I just said, the sit-ups, push-ups, and run uh, every June, and we should probably get Brandon out there and test him and see how, he, so. see how he fares. I think so. I hmm. think that would be great. Hmm. Um, far, aside from that, uh, yeah, being physically fit as a police officer is extremely important. Um, not only to be able to protect yourself as a police officer and be in a good condition in the event you're in, involved in some sort of crisis, but to also be physically fit to help protect those that are around you as well. How long do I have to run the mile and a half? Uh, Till next see. June? So, 
<laughs> I'm guessing you're probably around. Is it, probably, oh, because it goes off of your age? Uh, so there's these things that are called the Cooper standards. All of a sudden, I want to be older. So <laughs> uh, I, my guess is you're probably around a 13-minute mile and a half. Oh Mother God. lover, what? <laughs> what am I? Uh, you can knock it out. 13 minute, mile and a half. What am I? I can't even drive my car then. Guess mine. Uh, I would say you're probably around a 13 and a half to 14. Wow, that's horrible. So. Yeah. But you guys were up at Exos. You guys are ready to go. I saw all of That was of a long posting. time ago. You guys are ready to roll. I, you can do I that. I exercise a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I could beat that. You can do it. <laughs> Amy could sure go for the I'm going to go. I'm going to go time can myself my, now. Can my wife run for me? Um, she can run for you, but her time isn't going to go on your papers. So. Crap. Um, because she did a 5K in like whatever, I don't know, 17 minutes or something. That's, That's awesome. pretty good. Yeah. She did really good for that. So I'll just yeah. let her run for me. Very good. <laughs> She's like into that kind of stuff, running. Yeah, <laughs> so physical fitness standard testing process is underway, and hopefully we're done in June. And... Yeah, if you want to come run with us, Brandon, you're invited. Can we get a bear from Bear Country when to do you chase want me there? or something? Why do we need a bear from Bear Country? Don't because that's have... about the only time I think <laughs> I think we have those out around here every once in a while, anyway, don't we? Run, we need a mountain a liger. lion. There yeah. you go. Get a liger chasing after me. I could probably outrun a what liger. What day does he need to be there? You tell me what day you want to be there, and we'll see if we can't get it set up. Okay. Yeah, it looks like our schedule's pretty tight until about <laughs> September. <laughs> okay, kid. Question: What is your favorite state to travel to? We're in it. Oh, let's see. I like Utah. Utah? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. uh, off-road vehicle tra- uh, trails and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really like the atmosphere. Yeah. It's a little unique. The scenery is gorgeous. It is. And, uh, you know, maybe if you live up in that area, it could probably start to wear on you and kind of get old after a while. But whenever I go there, I think it's spectacular it's gorgeous yeah and uh i mean utah they got skiing they have water sports like we already talked about a wide variety of different things that you can do so yeah utah's my pick okay i'd say utah's up there for me too um you know i haven't been uh side by siding out there but as you know the girlfriend has family out there and so we get to we get to travel out there but i'd say my top state that i've ever been to for travel um Probably Hawaii was really nice. Really, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, never been there either. Hawaii was like you look around and everywhere looks like a postcard. Yeah, a little too close to the sun for me. I think. <laughs> What's your favorite, Brandon? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I kind of like where I'm at uh, right now. Um, uh, there's a half of Wyoming that I could go without seeing, but then uh, the, the, <laughs> the bighorns are pretty cool. Like Jackson Hole's nice. Um, Montana's nice. I don't know. I don't. Where I do you want to go? Anywhere in the world? If I had to move anywhere in the world, somewhere, anywhere. No, for a two week vacation, anywhere. Oh, well, I don't know. I what haven't really think? gone that many places. No? What do you think? You can go anywhere. Uh. <laughs> uh. I want to go to Bora Bora, Alaska. Ooh. I want to go to Bora Bora. Is Alaska an option? Is that a state? Have I you been? Alaska. Have you been diving in Bonaire? No, I haven't. Oh, you need to I go there. I haven't. I've go seen the movie Bonaire. Bonaire. Yeah. <laughs> That's on air. <laughs> I am debating on going to a place. I think it's called the Turks Inn. Oh, Caitlin's. yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> jealous. And I know that's a big diving community. Yeah. So I thought that uh, was an office supply thing. We're trying to figure out what we want to do for a unique once every five year type of vacation where you get to go out and have fun. 
that might be it. We'll see. Cool. That's good. Stay That's tuned. a good focus. All right. Do we have anything else? I don't Not think so. Our, yeah. Well, no. I think that's a wrap. That's yeah. a wrap, folks. Yeah. Don't it, drink and drive this weekend. Don't drink and drive. And if you have a question for us, send it our way. Citizens Arrest at homesliceaudio.com. Love you guys. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Well, Kelvin said he loved <laughs> <No>. us. <laughs> Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.